Hello, this is Group 5 Slug Story revolving around the theme, Fear of Failure. In four acts, by Yulin, Arvin, Derek, and Sophia, we will each share our stories encompassing the idea, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. This shot could be representative of any goal, whether that be basketball, school, or something greater like finding the cure to cancer or making major advancements towards the reverse of climate change. If we, as a society, are going to improve the world and injustices that are prevalent today, we need to be able to overcome this fear of failure. The following story is told by Sophia, entitled Podium Tears, which discusses how she was limited by fear and overcame it. Starting around the age of four or five, I never handled criticism well and struggled with severe anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. Despite my mom having the best intentions by involving me in every activity, such as competing in long-distance running, gymnastics, piano recitals, and more, where I always performed perfectly and was held to high standards, I also was never allowed or expected to fail, and for a while, I blamed her for these struggles. I took these ideas and rules I was both held to and held myself to when I started school. My first day of kindergarten, I remember sitting in my creaky, cold desk, quietly sobbing as my mom talked to my teacher, Mrs. Suzuki. I was so embarrassed, trying to hide and disappear from the world, hearing their conversation. Is there a private place in or out of the classroom where she could go and calm down? She's usually not this disruptive. I'm so sorry for this horrible behavior. Referring to my inevitable daily meltdowns I consistently had when I faced any obstacle that I knew I had not completely mastered or was new to me due to the fact I was scared to screw it up. Multiple times every day you find me balled up in my safe space, located behind the hollow wooden podium in the classroom, where my panic would echo through the thin plank wooden walls into the classroom any time I had to learn a new sight word, do a reading exercise, recall patterns, shapes, or colors, despite being more than capable to accomplish these tasks. These fears and anxieties were also evident outside of the classroom. Freaking out was a common occurrence for a typical four-year-old that was had little to no experience with anything and was terrified of new things. In my eyes, it always seemed like the end of the world, that whenever I had the opportunity to fail, I was terrified but certain that I would. For years, these fears and anxieties weighed heavily on me, slowly learning how to mask my reactions in public, feeling my nose start to pinch and attempting to suppress the tingly feelings because I did not want to embarrass my friends or family instead of trying to work through why I felt like that. As my eyes began to water in class, I would bend down in my desk chair to untie and retie my shoes over and over again as an effort to hide the tears slowly rolling down my face from my classmates. This fear caused me to avoid things entirely or go home and panic all night, crying in my at-home safe space. Planning how to flawlessly demonstrate my excellence on the first try in environments that were built for me to repeatedly make a mess in and learn from because screwing up even minorly in my eyes was not acceptable. Obviously, these ideas and standards are not sustainable for any human, and while struggling with being afraid to fail is a shared experience by many, through seeking help from teachers, mental health professionals, and peers, redefining what failure actually means, and evaluating the consequences of said failure, I have learned and developed skills that have helped me directly address what I am so scared of, process this array of feelings, and accept that I will sometimes just not succeed at something. In all honesty, the route that helped me the most was therapy and medication. I still get rushes of anxiety or need to take little breaks every now and then, but they are less common and typically not as extreme because I don't have this immense amount of repressed feelings. Forming a strong support system with reliable friends, assessing the reason why and how I may be triggered by something, and by means of a lot of personal growth, I have come to realize that failure will always be present in any aspect of life, and being able to accept that and grow from those experiences is more valuable and efficient than how I functioned for the majority of my life before, and I have more content and happy with my achievements in life now that this lesson is learned. Act 3, Derek's story, encompasses how he almost let the idea of failure influence his college decision and his overall takeaway from this experience. 
It was a bright, sunny day, and ten-year-old Derek wanted nothing more than to be outside playing soccer. Instead, he was stuck inside of a cramped classroom listening to his teacher ramble on about some school he was going to go to in a couple years called college or something. <laughs> she started to ask the students where they planned on going for college. When it was little Derek's turn, he, without hesitation, blurted out, Stanford. When I was little, I told everyone that I was going to Stanford. I don't know exactly why I was so sure about Stanford, but elementary school me, being the competitive little dude that I was, was determined to get into the best school with the lowest acceptance rate possible. Once I learned more about college and the different options in front of me, my dream school shifted from Stanford to UC Santa Barbara, the school that my sister went to. My freshman year, a combination of school cancellations and the popularity of the video game Fortnite started to take a serious toll on my grades. I got in fights with my parents about staying up all night playing Fortnite, something that started to affect my performance in school. My mom would try to motivate me by saying things like, you're going to end up at the JC, which always upset me for multiple reasons. First of all, community college is not a bad route for anyone. In fact, it is arguably smarter than going straight to a four-year. However, my parents' expectation for me was to go straight to a four-year, preferably a UC. The way they spoke about the JC made me feel like enrolling there would make me a failure in their eyes. When college apps came around, I worked extremely hard and wrote at least four drafts for all my essays. When I got waitlisted at UC Santa Cruz, it came as a big shock to me. With the schools my friends were getting into, people who I had similar grades to, and the high expectations I'd set for myself since I was a kid, I'd viewed Santa Cruz as almost more of a safety school. With the acceptances I received, I narrowed down my options to UC Davis or San Diego State University. My mom wanted me to go to Davis, and she made this very clear to me. But I, however, was obsessed with going to a school by the coast, and I loved the city of San Diego. Choosing between these two schools was probably the hardest decision I have had to make. All my life, I had been trying to get into a school that would make my parents proud, and now that I had done that, I realized I would rather go somewhere else. In the end, I picked SDSU, and as hard as my mom tried to hide it, she was disappointed. She bought me SDSU shirts as a way to show her support, even if she was upset, and never tried to make me feel too bad after I had made my decision. Funny enough, a few days later, none of this mattered. I got an excited text from my mom telling me to check my email, and to my surprise, I'd gotten off UC Santa Cruz's waitlist. At this point, my decision was easy. Santa Cruz had everything I wanted. It's close to the beach, the surfing is incredible, I get to play soccer, I love the weather, and it's close to home. But not too close that my parents want to visit me all the time. This experience taught me not to be worried about living up to other people's expectations, even your own parents, and to prioritize what I want over what other people want from me. The final act by Arvind is titled Reminiscing About Being a Summer Camp Counselor and How I Was Being Pushed to the Edge. So this story starts during my summer break after my sophomore year. I decided I wanted to try for a job, and although it barely pays well, I still decided to be a summer camp counselor at a local community center. The one very interesting thing about being the counselor of this was that I was actually a little kid years before being counselor there attending all the different summer camps they had. I vividly remember how fun it was participating in the mad science summer camps or in the different sports camps. 
For me, my youth during the summer breaks was consistent with the summer camps at the YMCA, or in this community center, which is called the Indian Community Center in Milpitas, California. I remember both were always exceptionally fun experiences as I was able to go kayaking, play laser tag, laser tag, and also learn a thing or two about science or in other board games like chess. I feel like my time at the ICC and also at the YMCA helped me to develop an interest in little hobbies like kayaking and table tennis and multiple other fun activities that I still continue to do to this day. I remember all the Lego camps that I did at the India Community Center that really had me excited for the next day to build something new. This particularly helped me uh, with getting an interest in Legos where my room as a child was just filled with Legos where practically I was stepping on them. Without these summer camps, I feel like my interest in the STEM field would not truly be the same as all the different science camps helped me get a better intuitive understanding of STEM. As a little child, I was always admiring the summer camp counselors who were typically high school or college students that looked to earn an extra buck before their next school year kicked off, and I was so grateful for the care that they had given us. So with this in mind, I knew the pressure was insane when I became a camp counselor at the ICC. I was so nervous throughout the coming weeks till I became this counselor. I was in awe as the first day approached and I was become the counselor that I once admired when I was a little kid. The first day comes around and I am overwhelmed, but also expecting to be able to do everything right where I cannot get on my supervisor's bad side or where I can take care of the kids. On the first day, it hit me hard. I was taking care of kids and these two girls would not let another girl join their friend group. I did not really expect to be devolved into petty little children's drama, but here I am explaining to both sides about playing nice with each other and that it is okay to allow someone else into a friend group. This among many other petty drama was annoying, but also very funny to talk about with my other counselor friends. I also had to handle the counselors some of which are very slightly younger, but also extremely immature, where I was dealing with people who were slacking off making sure all of us got into trouble. However, I was able to get through that. All, as all of them had respect for me and I came around to be good friends with all of them even till this day. After every day of all this, well I'm quietly frankly exhausted, I go take long naps to recover from all that. It's safe to say that my expectations going into the job fell apart very quickly. Even though I was one of the best counselors and eventually made my way up the rankings, taking care of the kids was a nightmare as I was tasked chasing after kids left and right and barely getting out of trouble. And at that time, I was ashamed of how I was barely getting good work done for this job. But now looking back, it is very just funny to think about it. I really gave myself extremely high expectations as well. It almost fell apart real quickly. Still, I loved that job and even though it really made me play with fire with my supervisors and also made me hibernate when I got home, it was so much fun and it was an eye-opening experience to how taking care of children requires such vigilance and that the only expectations I should really hold for myself is to make sure the kids are safe and happy and instead of being the best because I soon realized into my time that their everything fell apart very quickly. Thank you. <laughs>